Hello and welcome to our 13th episode of the unofficial SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is October 16th and together with Goran, we are here to talk about anything related to SAP on Azure. Hello everyone. Hi, welcome. Hi. So before we switch over to our special guest Bartosz, um, who will show us a few nice demos, let's quickly take a look at what happened this week. So like always, let me quickly share my screen. Um, the first thing that I want to start with, and, and we talked about this already um, last week, but now I finally had time to actually give it a try. Um, so if you are using platform in trial, um, then you can now also select um, Microsoft Azure in Singapore as a region. So if you if you already have a new um, or if you already have a subscription, if you just go to new sub account, um, then you can select um, now also Microsoft Azure as a provider. I mean, obviously this was already the case for the productive environment, but now also in trial, you can just select Microsoft Azure. And then um, right now there's one um, region available, Singapore, and then you can also deploy your SAP cloud platform um, on Azure. And what I've not done yet, uh, actually it's still running, um, then if you are um, in your trial, you can also enable the Kima environment. So we also talked about this um, in our um, last session, but uh, yeah, I, I'm also looking forward to playing around with um, Kima in the, in the trial environment. And let's see what we can talk about in, in some of the next episodes as well. Then the other um, big news, I would say, or interesting thing from this week um, is DSAC Live. Um, so for those of you who are not in Germany, um, you might not know about DSAC. DSAC is the German speaking SAP user group. And um, once a year, actually twice a year, they have some big events. One is a technical event um, that is um, typically around um, the February timeframe. And then they have a more generic, their main event, um, um, which is their yearly congress, yearly um, yeah, congress that they have once a year. Um, due to uh, Corona, unfortunately, this year, um, this event also had to go um, virtual. So they rebranded it into DSAC Live. And they had a really nice concept. Um, so actually on, on, on YouTube already, some of these, the, the keynotes are available. So you can see Christian Klein, um, was was in the keynote. Thomas Sauer Essig already um, was in the keynote, and and um, they, they had some really um, nice um, uh, presentations there already. They always so starting from Monday, Tuesday, so every day they had um, a kickoff of some um, short thirty-minute keynotes, basically, and then they had some breakout sessions. And um, as part of the DSAC Live, or actually the, the yearly congress in, in in general, they also release. Um, um, a press release basically where they um, talk about some of the results that they had from um, surveying their their customers and that's always at least for me really really interesting um, because they they ask well for example now um, the effect on on the corona um, epidemic basically that is a pandemic sorry that, that is currently ongoing and um, what were the results so um, the effects, yeah, obviously the turnover declined for a lot of um, companies. Um, for some companies, there was an increase, but then also um, um, the effect of the digitalization and that there's a huge increase due to um, Corona in, in the digitalization um, for companies. They also asked then, well, is there any impact on S4HANA projects? And there as well, um, interestingly enough, um, a huge percentage, so 50% 50, 50 of the um, customers answered that um, um, the Corona crisis actually accelerated the S4HANA implementation projects, which I found um, was was really interesting. interesting uh, and this is, yeah. I think, yeah. interesting trend overall because all the yeah. IT projects accelerated during recent months. I I'm not sure if that's really good because I'm I'm a bit worried that everything will be done rapidly, quickly, uh, going strictly to 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 deployment we, without having this. Uh, think ahead of time what we actually want to achieve but yeah i, I think digital transformation is, is really happening yeah absolutely yeah yeah and 
German sub user it's like Pandan in USA, it's American ESUG user group. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They're really huge. There are thousands of people generally who would come to such an events. So they are really very influential. And as you showed, I mean, the SAP board members are coming and uh, here the customer have really an influence on SAP. Yeah, so very, very important, valuable. I'm looking forward to technology days, how it's called technology target. Usually it's in February. It was, let's see how it will be this year's. Where's more technical will go. Yeah. Uh, but very, very good content actually, yeah. Absolutely, and I think you you mentioned a very interesting point about the whole influence there, um, because one of the the the, the criticism that um, DSAC also had was, um, what about the, the the whole roadmap um, of SAP? Um, yeah. There was a lot of mistrust in in SAP's roadmap actually in the in the product strategy roadmap, and um, apparently so when they when they released the survey last year, and apparently this year um, there is an increase, so there is an increased trust again. So um, I think one of the things that they really asked Christian Klein, um, that they, they clearly highlighted that SAP needs to change there. They, they need to um, work more on um, yeah, uh, providing trust um, basically in, in this strategy. And, and apparently, um, I mean, just look at the time that Christian is now um, CEO of SAP, but apparently that already was good or is a good indication so that there is a clear trust not sure if you can talk about the trend already, but um, at least the, the trust actually really um, increased in SAP's product strategy. So I, I think SAP is on a good track there. I'm also looking at all the integration. And and I know um, when Bartosz talks about his, his demos, we will definitely cover integration. Um, but also there, and there, there, there is this um, statement from Christian Klein that, that he really wants to put additional focus on making sure that um, the SAP products are well integrated and, and there as well there there's a good um, feedback from from customers that um, yeah something's happening there and another thing that I found interesting um, is this relevance of providers for digitalization um, um, for their core processes and obviously I mean we're talking about an SAP um, audience so obviously SAP has um, a very high relevance in the digitalization but what is good for us, or what I've also found interesting, if, if you compare this with the other hyperscale providers, then Microsoft is, is a clear number second, which again for me is a beautiful indication and, and um, an action to us that we really work well together, that really Microsoft and SAP, that we, we, we put our forces together and help our customers in this digitalization. And, and that's really something um, that these surveys and where we really, really see um, that here, Microsoft and SAP, th these are the two companies that the customers are looking for um, when it comes to digitalization. And that's something, yeah, that, that is, that, that we're working on. That's why we're here. That's why we're talking about all these um, integration scenarios. So, But actually, we are, you when you say second, second behind the SAP, so in the context of um, high, uh, high scaler and SAP, we are number one, so to say, we could say. Sure, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And that's good, I mean, and, but, but I think that also really shows, I mean, we are working very, very closely with SAP. Um, and again, when, when we come to, to Bartos, um, um demos um, later on um, and, and all the, the, the work that he's done, um, this is only one person within Microsoft who is doing so much in, in the integration area. And, and um, when we look at the work that um, your team is doing, Goran, or that Robert's team, or all the other, look at engineering in general. Um, yeah. I, I think really Microsoft is putting a lot of effort in, in working well with SAP and similar SAP is working well with Microsoft. And this this is clearly something that the customers also show. Yeah. Or all I know. The, the times of having a single solution that holds all the data, I think this is over. I, I think even SAP understands this. So now it's all about integration and making the best out of this, all the systems that you have in the enterprise, because it's not any longer that you have SAP and nothing else. You need to ensure that all the components, the entire landscape that you have, works nicely together and and this is great because this is what we understand here on microsoft i i think that we can provide this platform where customers can choose solutions that fit their purpose and, and this is great 
absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Um, two more things on, on my agenda. Um, one is TechEd. Um, so SAP released some additional information on um, TechEd 2020. Like all the other events, it's a, a virtual event now. Um, it's a 48 hours non-stop learning event. That's how they are, they are promoting it. Apparently, there are different tracks or different channels. Um, one where um, you can just um, watch the, the, the keynotes, strategy talks and stuff like that. And then one where it's really more um, deep dive um, developer focus, where there are um, additional tracks that talk about yeah, intelligent suite, um, intelligent ERP, customer experience and so on. So I, I'm looking forward um, to TechEd. Registration is not yet open. Um, they say, yeah, it's it's in early November, um, but I'm sure gonna gonna register. And um, let's see. I'm I'm really looking forward. I'm I'm a huge fan of the TechEd events. Um, obviously, I would have loved to be there um, on site um, because I think all the networking, all the interaction with um, SAP colleagues, with partners with customers is is, is is a very very important um yeah now it's virtual so so let's see i'm i'm definitely looking forward to to attending um sap tech at 2020. yes and, and i'm so happy that, that this is now open for everyone because that awesome. always this uh, yeah. cost of attending tech was yeah. was high so yeah. there was limit of of so, participants and, and i was lucky enough because i i attended last year i attended TechEd for the first time oh so great I, I, i'm happy uh, i was yeah. able to otherwise yeah. probably for the next couple of years this event won't happen in yeah. person you you have it there on the tech sub tech at 2020 has gone virtual and entirely free mm. so yes. okay some, some value of all this digitalization yeah absolutely nice. no that's good that's good yeah. i mean i i think one of the areas where, where SAP is, is is trying for years now is to to open up for non-pure SAP audiences. So I think um, if you look at something like the SAP Cloud Platform, um, I would say mainly SAP customers are using the SAP Cloud Platform, but there are some really fantastic features in the SAP Cloud Platform. So why should not a non-SAP developer also use the SAP Cloud Platform? And I think with events like this, where they are really open to anyone and where, where you don't have this barrier of, of paying, I don't know how many um, dollars to, to attend or to fly to Las Vegas or to Barcelona or, or whatever, and then attend this event. If it's now really an, uh, um, an online, a virtual free event, um, hopefully this will also attract um, non-SAP developers and, and they can learn about the SAP Cloud Platform. I mean. We'll definitely promote it also on the Microsoft channels because I think um, again this this combination of SAP and Microsoft makes a lot of sense and and yeah let, let's hope that we'll have a good audience attack it. Cool. Good one. So, last thing, um, you might have heard that um, SAP HANA 2020 um, just got released, and what I really love is that um, very very soon after. Um, SAP S4 HANA 2020 is now also available on the SAP Cloud Appliance Library. Um, so like always, um, if you just want to see what's new um, with HANA S4 HANA 2020, here there, there are over 400 chip business um, roles for Fiori and stuff like that. There, there are lots of new um, things coming with in 2020. If you don't only want to read about it or, or watch a video, but you really want to quickly test it out, then just log on to cal.sap.com, um, deploy on Azure, obviously, your, your SAP S4HANA solution. It's it's free for, I think, like always 30 days or something like that. So you can really easily test it and um, just get started. I, I think this is, this is a beautiful way to test out new um, functionalities that SAP um, provides. Do you know what happened to them? naming convention because I, I thought that this year it should be 2010 and well 2020 is a, a bit risky number for a product name uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah um I, actually now that you mention it um because you're right um there was 1909 and um, which which was the year and the month basically yeah. now it's 2020 i i think i read somewhere um why this is the case but honestly i i cannot remember why um <laughs> They they changed the name, but but we we should definitely um look this up and 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 
shared with everyone later on. Good. Um, so now it's it's finally time um, to hand over to Bartos, and I'm I'm sure most of you know him because um, I I don't know how many blogs you wrote in the meantime, but your um, your SAP on Azure series I think is is really really famous, and I learned a lot um, out of these these blogs because you brought you cover really such a broad range of of integrations, and I I, I really love the content that you are um, creating there. So I'm, I'm, I'm super happy um, that you have joined um, our you. podcast and I'm, I'm really looking forward. Um, you, you, you already said, or um, in, in our, before we, we recorded this session now, um, you already said that you had have prepared three demos. So I'm really looking forward to them. And yeah, with that, I'll, I'll hand over to you. Maybe you can quickly introduce yourself. Sure. Hello everyone. So I'm Bartosz Jarkowski. I as sub basis, well, I used to work as sub basis consultant for almost 12 years. And well, one day I wanted to try something new. I wanted to install Hadoop. And I, I started to wonder how can I install it? How, 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 if you are someone new in this technology, what, what would you do? So you can install this as virtual machine. And when I was thinking about this, I, it was 2016 or 2017. And just by accident, thought about, oh, let's give it a try to Azure. And I understood that Azure is great in these scenarios where you need a lot of flexibility, where you need to try something, then maybe pause it for, for two or three weeks, and then start it again. Mm -hmm. And as I got deeper and deeper into this topic, I, I really thought that this is a great place to host a CP system because it gives you the flexibility that was always difficult to get with with SAP. I, I, we, I, I think, even a couple of years ago, we all treated SAP, or even now, we treat SAP as this monolith system, one big system, difficult to scale, especially with with Subhana, uh, which I found find very difficult to size because when you start the project, yeah. you don't know what what will be the size of your system. Buying uh, system because uh, buying a big server because maybe in five years it will your your system will be large enough to consume I don't know 80 percent of of the CPU CPU power it's a bit crazy so I think that that Azure is a great place for SAP but this is just the infrastructure and this is just part of the story of course it's it's important and this is usually the the first step towards uh, making SAP a bit more uh, flexible, scalable solution. Mm -hmm. But I spent a lot of time working with customers any size, from very small customers that had have tiny systems to, to large enterprises. And all of them suffered because it was difficult to try new things. Once they built on, for example, integration solution, it was no escape. Once they built a data platform solution, they, they had to stick it to it. And one of the reasons why that, that's the case is the license price. And unfortunately, SAP still tries to play, the, play this game, but this is why I like Microsoft so much, because it changed the way how you do projects. Even, even today, I, I was talking to a customer and we were talking about data. So not, not really integration, but data, I hope we'll have a chance to talk about this in, in future as well. But it's like, he, he's asking, how, how can I use all Azure services to, to work with the data? And I'm saying, no, you don't need to work with all services. You just select what you need, you pay Perfect, per yeah. use, mm -hmm. and, and that's everything. If you don't like any, well, a service because it doesn't really fulfill your requirements, then you can easily shift to something else. And Azure gives you a, a lot of services. So again, about the data, for example, Hadoop. You, you can install Hadoop on a VM using Cloudera image. You can use HD Insights. You can use uh, Databricks or even Synapse now, I think, supports uh, Hadoop Cloud, uh, Spark processing. So it gives you a, a lot of possibilities. And it's the same story with the integration. I did a couple of projects where we had to create B2B integration. And the fact of standard for integrating businesses is to send messages through AS2 channel. Smaller companies, 
it was quite difficult for them to, to sign up for it because they had to buy quite expensive licenses to enable this communication. They had to purchase servers, deploy it, someone had to maintain it. Now with Logic Apps, everything is in the cloud and you just have to press a couple of buttons and everything is working. You, you focus not on this boring stuff like, oh, where do, where do I get servers from or where, where do I put them into actually building solutions that deliver business value. Mm -hmm. Th this is something great. And I, I think companies start to notice it. And, and this is also why this digital transformation speed up so much because the adoption of cloud services is so high because it really gives value to the customer. Yeah. So basically they have a, from technical perspective, it's a cloud service, no maintenance, no installation. It's, as you mentioned, pay as you go. So you use it, you pay. And even those prices are really affordable. If you don't use it, you don't pay anymore, right? So it's um, compared to the on-premise world where you need an infrastructure, you need to install, you need to maintenance, higher license. It's, it's, it's a, it's a win-win in all directions. Um, exactly. Yeah. Before you de actually deploy the first integration scenario, you, you have to spend three months uh, just planning the project. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and now I, I've built the, the demos I, I will show you. There is a couple of demos I've built previously for, for a couple of other occasions. But uh, when was it? A couple of weeks ago, I, I discovered this great solution, uh, S4HANA API uh, Business Hub. Uh, I don't know how... I didn't notice before, so so I, I just a couple of weeks, I, I, I think I attended one of the webinars and I was surprised to have it, but this gives great possibilities to, to integrate systems. And I just started doing this yesterday without, to be honest, experience in, in, in using this API hub with Logic Apps, and I was able to create this. And I'm more than happy to, uh, to show it today. Perfect, yeah. So let's go. Maybe let, let's start with uh, B2B scenario. So, so this is something I, I showed a couple of times already. Uh, but whenever we think about B2B scenario, how we can integrate this uh, with SAP, the easiest way to do this is to just use IDOCs. This is a proven technology that works for many, many years. And a lot of companies still use it. Use it. I, I know we are changing the, everything to REST APIs, and this is probably the way forward. But but still, if someone wants to the integration, uh, I think IDOCs is pretty reliable technology. So let me share my screen now. Not this one. Yeah. No, no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Can you see my screen? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so here is my SAP system. I, I, I still like the, the gooey look. <laughs> I'm not the, the biggest fan of, of Safiori. Uh, however, I, I see a big advantages for business users. I, I think it's uh, this experience of being a basis guys and looking at terminals. I, I think GUI is, is still more, uh, I, I like it more. <laughs> I, I would agree it's a better UI than, than the Linux terminal. Yeah, same base. here. <laughs> <laughs> But I have so, to say, Fiori is getting better and better, and I, yeah. I, I definitely can see why a lot of customers like it from a from a user interface, from a look and feel. The the SAP GUI is is good if you know what you're doing and if you are used to it. But actually, for for casual user, obviously, Fiori is is gold. I, I really love it. And, and the possibilities that comes with Fiori are much broader. Uh, I, I like Fiori from from the user experience. I I think this is how it should look. Uh, from the admin point of view, I, I like GUI because I know what to do, what I want yeah. to do, I know where to click, and, and it's just easier for me. Yeah. So what you see now on the screen is basically a test processing tool for iDocs. And I, I created an, a sample iDoc that I want to send to a third party. 
So in this case, this is existing IDOC. I, I just create a copy of it and click on the stand, uh, outbound processing. And this is the moment when the IDOC will leave my SAP system and will be transmitted to Logic Apps. Here in the uh, in internet address, you, you can see exactly the, the endpoint. So we just click confirm and get confirmation that the IDOC was sent in HTTP, by HTTP protocol. Mm -hmm. And now let's have a look at the Logic Apps. What, what happens here? So I have, well, I have quite a lot of uh, Logic Apps, <laughs> quite a few, but I, I, create, I have three apps specifically for, for this use case. So the first Logic Apps imitates the sender system. So this is what we as the company that initiates the connection will use. So if we go into details, oh, let's have a look at the latest run and exactly go step by step what's happening here. So whenever we receive HTTP requests coming from a CP system, we are encoding this message to AS2 format, which is de facto standard for, for integration. And whenever you work, uh, work with these integration partners, uh, then they will suggest you to use AS2. They can, of course, work with FTP or SFTP protocols, but AS2 is much safer because you get confirmation of, uh, of well, the third party has to confirm that they receive the message. So once we encoded the message to AS2, we can upload the file to a data lake just to have a reference. Again, data lake, uh, cloud service, we don't have to worry about the storage. We, we can just put things there and later on use it, for example, for analytics or just as an archive store. And finally, we are using HTTP action to send this message to, to the third party, to the company that we work, on, uh, work with. Mm -hmm. And this company, they can also have Logic App to receive this message. So, mm -hmm. so this is a Logic App that they could use. So now you would basically be the receiving party. This would exactly. most likely not run in your Azure subscription, but this would run in the in the um, in the other party's uh, Azure subscription. And exactly. And even if you look at the regions, you see that the uh, ah, yes. sender system is West Europe, and the receiver is North Europe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, let, let's have a closer look how what happened here when we received the message. And this is a slightly more complex scenario. We read the message, AS2 message, because it's encrypted, it's difficult, we, we cannot read it. Once the message is uh, uh, decrypted, we can again upload this to AS2 just to have uh, archive store and we trigger we are sending this message to to the sap system again i'm using uh, http here but we could for example use logic app connector for sap system which can also work with idocs depending on the use case depending on the preference you, you have a choice again great thing about azure but at the same time I want to send a confirmation to my partner saying, mm -hmm. hey, I received this message. And this is how we implement this. So we, if this uh, confirmation is required, then we can basically send the message uh, back to, to the partner saying, yes, we, we received this message. And the funny thing is, is that we need the third application, third Logic Apps application to actually store or receive this uh, MDN. So if we go here to list of the logic apps, SAP send MDN, actually it should be, I think, receive MDN. We are receiving the MDN on the HTTP. We decode this from the AS2 message and we store it in, in the data lake. So now whenever there is uh, a suspicion that the message was not delivered, we can easily have a look to the uh, data lake, 
retrieve the MDN and send as a proof of, of receipt. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you can build this all from, from the user interface. You, you don't have to code. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a developer. I, I don't know. I, I wrote a couple of small applications, but, but in general, I don't know how to properly work with code. So I, I work GUI. If I need to get to some level of details and I actually need to, to have a look to the code, I can easily do it from here. And I think a power user will easily be able to recognize and, and find a place if he has to modify something. I'm not saying Logic Apps is, is great for all end users, but if someone has some experience with IT or, or even with technologies like Excel, where you, in, in finance departments, I, I saw such a crazy formulas written, uh, I don't know if I, I would be able to decode what, what it actually does. Really? And I, I think to, to, to work with logic apps. Yeah. And I think if you um, need to go deeper, then you can still call an Azure function or something like that from logic apps, for example. So you could really also split this up that you have a more casual, non-hardcore developer using logic apps and then someone else doing some implementation in, in Azure Functions. Yeah. We, we also, I think in, in last week's episode, we, we also showed how we can use logic apps on-prem, how you can use Visual Studio Code. I mean, still in preview, but, but, but still how you can use Visual Studio Code to start developing also logic apps. And I think it's, it's really, like you said, for, 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 for also for non um, professional developers, let's uh, let's call it like this. There is now a chance to to easily build um, these yeah. these flows, these these workflows here. And as the, the the idea of the logic app, make it easy. Basically, no coding, which is I mean, uh, enable it's enabler enabler. You don't have to really be a, a the I mean the developer to to get something like this up and running. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly, and this is great, especially in in some smaller use cases uh, where where you you don't want to spend three months just designing a, a thing. You you just want to make it working. You you have some skills, and as I said, I, I think if you are efficient Excel user, then you won't have any problems uh, troubles with using uh, Logic Apps or Power Platform because yeah. basically the skills are pretty much the same and, and you will immediately understand how it works. And, and yeah, th this is great. So, so that was B2B integration. I did quite a few of such projects uh, and, I, and I hope I will still have a chance to, to work in this area and I hope to see Logic Apps more and more often uh, in, in such cases. Uh, I. I really meet with customers almost, well, with new customers every week. And they are impressed with what they can achieve with Azure yeah. without thinking about those boring stuff. Yeah. So, so having a concrete example, for example, to me, always helped to get the idea, you know. And out of that, I could then come with the next um, ideas that, of course, you can't demonstrate every single use case because they could be a thousands of them. But uh, something like this with concrete use case, it's very helpful to me, you know, just to get concrete idea. Okay, ah, what can I do with the technology, so to say, for even other use cases. Exactly. Great. And, and now yeah. let, let's jump to another use case because I, I think it's highly connected. We live in, in the world where organizations have tens of hundreds of applications. The worst thing that can happen is that they all work in isolation. They basically create data silos. This is quite often, uh, and I think our job is actually to, to help eliminate those business silos, these data silos. Because if you have uh, to maintain the same data in multiple applications, it doesn't make sense. You, you can easily automate this. And as an example, I deployed uh, Dynamics 365 uh, business central application. And well, we could imagine an organization that a large SAP system, but they may have some smaller applications like Dynamics for the points of sales. 
for example, smaller system just to make invoices or uh, to do certain small uh, chunk of work. And we would like somehow to integrate these systems because in Dynamics, this, this might be my central place for creating customers. I possibly don't even maintain customers in SAP because this all data comes from somewhere else. So in, in Logic, uh, in, in Business Central, I can just click create a new a new customer, which is also easier to be honest than doing the same in SAP. The website because it was two hours. I think we have some timeout issue. Okay, it's coming. Yeah. So let's create a new user, a new customer. Okay. Customer name uh, IT Solutions. Uh, a street name. Ah, let's put my Polish address. Country Poland. Oh, and it even suggests using the uh, zip code. So, so I, I like dynamics, <laughs> and I think there is one more thing we have to maintain. Data is automatically saved. So now, when we create this customer, there is no sense if doing the same in a SAP system. Just it just doesn't make sense. So I created a small logic app that can do it for us. So this is the, the app. And we see that as soon as I saved the customer, this is already, uh, the, the uh, logic app is already triggered. And let's have a look here. Oh, and I have a problem. What's the problem? <laughs> ah. Uh, uh, let's use, let's see. If yeah, another one, maybe. Yeah. Ah, there was some missing fields, fields with the yeah. first save, basically. Yeah. Yes, no, this, the, this is, is actually the, the interesting thing from the how Dynamics works. Because in SAP, you, you have this idea of a transaction. So you, you open the screen, you maintain the changes, and then you save it. In Dynamics, everything is saved in real time. Yeah. So uh, you, you can trigger a lot of, uh, uh, sorry, you can trigger a lot of updates. And I think because the website with Dynamics, uh, we, we had to refresh it. This is why it happened. So, so let's do it one more time uh, just, just to ensure it's working. Uh, so we create a new customer. Okay, the name ID Solutions 2, address, uh, let's come up with something else, country again, let's choose Poland, city Warsaw, and a postal code, doesn't matter, and the data is saved. Let's have a look again. To the logic apps, it's running, and I have this delay button, uh, delay action here because I I want to ensure that the transaction is completed at the uh, dynamic side. So I, I wait a minute. I give some time to the user to uh, actually feel all, all the all, all the records. Mm -hmm. And and then I will process it. There is a way to modify this behavior from the dynamic side. However, I I'm not an expert in dynamics. <laughs> yeah, so or I mean, potentially you could also check um, whether all the fields are there and and only then continue to to actually submit the request to the SAP system. But I think I I definitely get the idea. Um, yeah. We we have a trigger, so so I think that is one of the features 
of Logic Apps that we can really subscribe, so to say, to an event on the um, dynamic side. And once this is happening, so in our case, once a user is created, we can run through the Logic Apps and within the Logic App, we can have some evaluations, we can check um, yeah. missing fields and stuff like that. And, and potentially you could have some more logic in here that really yeah, validates that everything is there before actually sending it over to. Yes, and, and this is what is missing here. I think this is address, something yeah. addressed. Yes, because yeah. you, you see that the city name country is not populated even that we all uh, possibly that was because the tax area code was not uh, filled. But but I would stop here. The the interesting thing is that I'm using the business API. Mm -hmm. So in SAP system, now you have a lot of APIs available, for example, to list of your list all of your business partners, list all of your sales orders, or just selected sales order, uh, create new sales order. Creating sales order was always difficult using BAPIs. It, oh, it was a nightmare. Now you can do it with, with a REST call. That, that's quite cool. That's quite cool. And I did one additional thing here because this API is available directly on the S4 HANA system. Do you actually want to allow your third party application to call directly to your S4 HANA system? No, you, you would like to put something in the middle to ensure that all the requests are firstly authenticated, they come from the trusted uh, application. Uh, you, you can control some level of quality. So what I did, I'm using API management to expose these APIs. Unfortunately, and, and th this is a pity, uh, sub, uh, Azure API management doesn't directly support OData protocol. So uh, the discovery functionality, for example, for APIs doesn't work out of the box. But it still allows you to create APIs and, for example, create rules around this. Only allow communication from a certain IP address or from the certain application, or you can create additional authentication layer, for example, using OAuth with Azure Active Directory. So in this case, I'm using uh, API management to support two operations. The first one is to post data, so create new records in, in SAP, but as well as uh, getting all the details about existing business partners. So this is what, what I've done. And now we can use a Postman service. Uh, I have it running somewhere. Oh, 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 Okay. To oh, so in this, you just send. And here is the, the body of my message. But now I can do the same with calling the oh, it's screen resolutions a bit that's here <coughs> I can see the API uh, here it is And we also got the same reply. So we get all the details from uh, from the SAP system. We don't have to, to expose SAP system to the internet to get uh, the outcome. We can uh, expose this API and just allow customers to create sales orders in our system uh, as they like, whenever they need to do it using uh, REST API. Th this is great. This is powerful. We can control. We can uh, we can control who can do it. We can assign roles. We can even uh, configure how many times the API can be executed. And Butter, so yeah. 
how did you do the connectivity to the S4 system in, in this specific scenario? I mean, I, I guess you are using a demo system. So did you just open up the firewall ports or are you using um, um, a relay or... Um, no, yeah, so this what? is, of course, my, my test system. So so I'm just using internal communication of Azure and internal okay. networking. So, so I uh, don't have to do any any difficult things here uh, i this is a test system so so also the security uh, i don't have to pay a special attention to it this is the, the advantage however exactly these are the reasons why you should use api why you should use logic apps to increase the security of your environment to limit the amount of people that can access the system uh, i'm always suggesting customers to use uh, Azure Active Directory together with Subfury. This is the, the first thing to, to increase the security of a CP landscape yeah. because uh, multi-factor authentication, that was something not achievable five years ago with SAP systems. Now yeah. it works pretty much out of the box with within five minutes. And, and as Microsoft- really one put, thing that you need to activate, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, but, I was even thinking if I could do a contest, contest who can who's the fastest in activating MFA with Azure AD, and I wonder if I can do it in below sixty seconds. I'm pretty sure I could do it with a bit of training. Yeah, that's a good yeah. number. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, so these are the three demos uh, that I wanted to show you today. Uh, Great. Beautiful. I mean, it, for me, it gives me really a feeling what you could do. I mean, what could you do, really? Uh, and some ideas, you know, and based on this, I mean, customer can then just explode with the new scenario, so to say. Yeah. Yes, and, and really here I, I created a business partner, but imagine that we allow or expose all the materials or finished goods that we have available in our S4 system to the rest of the applications that we have. Then we can really have the idea of single systems of truth and all the child systems that connect in a standard way using HTTP protocol, REST API, get the data they need and, and work with it. Uh, Creating sales order, we covered this. Uh, yeah, so so I, I I think sky is the limit here. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree, and and I mean we we obviously you you only showed a small part of the things that are possible with logic apps, but there there are really hundreds of connectors available, hundreds of yep. trigger points that I can use. I mean, you showed very nicely how we can use an HTTP trigger. So so when we receive the IDOC um, from the beginning, but then also really to listen to um, changes in a dynamic system and that we can use this information then to call the rest endpoint and um, that we can add easily an API management layer in, in, in front. So I think um, that, that was these were really beautiful demos that um, hopefully um, show what you can do or just indicate some of the, the things that you can do when you use um, Logic App as this integration layer. So, so I think that, that was really, really helpful. Yeah, and, and I think you touch a very valid point because uh, the number of connectors we have available in Logic Apps is really impressive. If you'd like just to build an integration to Dynamics 365 using a CP system, you'd probably spend weeks trying just understand the uh, the API. Yeah. Uh, how do you call the API? What do you have to pass? What parameters to use? With uh, Logic Apps, someone already did it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not just the API, it's the programming behind which you also have to do it to implement an MPI. And here, just you, okay, you drag and drop. Okay. Yes. And, yes. And yeah. Error tracing and, and yeah. actually corrective action. So, so imagine we actually had a good example here because that was. Uh, we, we had a message uh, processing issue, but we could easily add an action here to go back or to send email to the customer. Hey, we tried to do this update, but, but we were yes. unsuccessful. Mm. Yep. Inform your key user that he has to look what, because something is wrong. 
And and to do this change, this is literally a 60 second change because we have already connector for uh, micro for Outlook. So yes, we can just type yeah, the name. And, and not only for Outlook, I mean, you could also inform him via Teams channel, or you yes. could um, yep. um, use Slack or whatever, or, or or post a Twitter message for this specific user. There are all these connectors available that you can very easily um, use. I, I, I still actually remember one of the first um, hackathons that I had on, on a completely different topic where, where we talked about the ABAP SDK um, for Azure. Um, we also had a scenario that involved logic apps and then once um, the participants were ready, they really started to explore what they can do with logic apps. And there's also a text to speech functionality available <laughs> that you can send. So, so it's, it's really, there's such a huge list of, of actions and, and connectors that are available. So it's, it's very easy to use, yeah. So just to, to show you uh, uh, one interesting thing, uh, one interesting thing. So I also use logic apps to fetch data from uh, Twitter. I then use it in the data platform, but this is uh, yeah th this is actually a, a working demo. So if if you tweet uh, specific on, on a specific uh, hashtag, it would uh, update my my database. And and I hope we can we'll have a chance to do it in next maybe episode. <laughs> However, I I'm looking for a tweet, and then I'm using cognitive services. Uh, to analyze what's inside of this tweet. Uh, I can extract key phrases, I can check the sentiment of the message, and I already know if, what, what customer likes about my product or and what they dislike about my product. Yeah. Just using cognitive services in Azure. Building this takes an hour, and you have actually a good AI scenario to, to use in your company. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a good example. I think there, there's oh. a similar tutorial also available on this. So you're you're absolutely right. This is this is really, yeah, not very complicated. Now now just think of it. If you would need to develop this from scratch, if you would really need to um, do this in in Node.js or or in in C sharp or whatever, and, and you would <laughs> really start from scratch. And and here in Logic Apps, it's dragging and dropping a few of the available actions and then building this flow and, and that's it. So really powerful, yeah. Cool. No, Good. I mean, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, and and Bartosz, I, I think you already said um, you have so much more in in in, uh, in the background. Um, so I, I'm sure we'll see you again in, in the podcast. Uh, I hope so. Thank you very much for the invitation. It was really a, a great pleasure for me to, to join you today. And yeah, I, I look forward to, to the next meetings. Cool. Very Thank you very much. And then talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Thank Bye. You. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye.